This show was first broadcast on Free FM 89.0, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access radio station. For more information on our station and our wide range of programs, visit freefm.org.nz. And I believe with all of my heart that it is a contributing factor to our juvenile delinquency of today. I 100% believe it. Why I believe that is because I know how it feels when you sing it. I know the, the, the lost position that you get into in the beat. I'm Oliver Gray, and this is A Sonic Youth. Join me as I explore the greatest indie rock with classic tracks, new releases, and my own Desert Island selection. Welcome to episode 113 of A Sonic Youth. This week we're looking at the 10th anniversary reissue of Jason Isbell's South Eastern. Before we look further into the album, here's one of the new live tracks on the reissue. This is Stockholm. Let me go home. 
This is a Sonic Youth, and that was Jason Isbell with a live version of Stockholm. Jason Isbell, born 1979, grew up in northern Alabama. His family was very musical, apparently getting together to play music once a week. By high school, Isbell was playing several instruments, although at this point his interests were bluegrass aligned. Throughout his later teens, many musicians took Isbell under his wing, including Muscle Shoals Rhythm Section member David Hood, father of Drive-By Truckers co-founder Patterson. Isbell would sit in at several concerts with David Hood. Through mutual friends, Isbell became acquainted with Drive-By Truckers and played an acoustic house party gig when usual member Rob Malone did not show. This led to Isbell, aged 22, leaving home to join Drive-By Truckers' relentless tour schedule in support of their breakthrough 2003 record Southern Rock Opera. And from their next record, Isbell became a crucial third wing of the songwriting duo of Patterson Hood and Mike Cooley. He wrote some of his greatest songs on the next three Drive-By Truckers records as they embarked on what I see as their golden period. There's the powerful rock tracks such as Decoration Day and Outfit, but also the more melancholic tracks such as Danko Manuel and Goddamn Lonely Love, which would signal some of his future direction. But throughout these golden years musically, Drive-By Truckers was a somewhat rough band. They toured relentlessly, placing stress on marriages and on themselves through drinking, smoking and more. And the young Isbell struggled the most with this. As Patterson Hood later said, some people get drunk and become kind of sweet. Jason was not one of those people. Isbell also spent the majority of his time in the truckers, married to bassist Shona Tucker, and their strained marriage and eventual divorce created further issues. So, in 2007, Isbell's personal struggles, as well as creative differences, led to an amicable split from the band after six years. That same year, Isbell released his debut solo record, Sirens of the Ditch. This much more country-aligned record is good, but somewhat forgettable compared to his later output. The beautiful song about a friend killed in action, named Dressed Blues, is the highlight from the record. In 2008, Isbell released a live EP, which is notable for versions of his Drive-By Truckers songs, but also an excellent cover of Van Morrison's Into the Mystic. In 2009, Isbell released his first full record with his excellent band, The 400 Unit. This is another good, but largely forgettable album, at least to me. At this point, Isbell just hadn't matched the songwriting genius seen in his time in Drive-By Truckers. But in 2011, it emerged again, and his record Here We Rest. The record's opener, Alabama Pines, remains one of Isbell's absolute greatest, and Codeine and Tour of Duty aren't far behind. And it's at this point in the Isbell timeline that he begins writing and recording our feature album, Southeastern, which, as I said earlier in the show, was Isbell's true re-emergence post-Drive-By Truckers. During this period, Isbell's life was starting to turn around. He had met country musician Amanda Shires, who, along with Isbell's tour manager, Anne Ryan Adams, had staged an intervention in early 2012, which led to Isbell entering rehab. So that's the setting this record was written in, as Isbell emerged from rehab sober and in love. Isbell married Shires shortly after the completion of Southeastern, and they now have a daughter and play together frequently in their various projects. On 2017's Nashville Sound, Isbell wrote Amanda one of the greatest love songs ever, If We Were Vampires. I think Isbell's second greatest love song comes from this record, named Cover Me Up. It's a deeply personal song, discussing his love for Shires, his issues with alcoholism, 
and also making references to him and Amanda's home of Nashville, Tennessee. The song is especially powerful when played in some of Isbell's great recorded live performances. In the new 10th anniversary reissue of Southeastern, we received a demo version of Cover Me Up, and it definitely gives it a more personal feel in its simplicity. But I still prefer the original track, so here's that.
cover me up and know you're enough to use me for good. I'm Oliver Gray. This is a Sonic Youth, and that was Jason Isbell with Cover Me Up. The new reissue of Southeastern comes with 12 live versions of songs from the record, recorded in December last year. I want to play the live version of Elephant. This is another deeply sad song. It's about a friend dying of cancer. The narrator and his friend who is dying spend the end of their life hanging out together, getting drunk and high, and trying to ignore the elephant in the room, her mortality. Here's Jason Isbell with Elephant. She said, Andy, you're better than your past Winked at me and drained her glass Cross-legged on a bar stool like nobody sits anymore She said, Andy, you're taking me home But I knew she planned to sleep alone I carry her to bed, sweep up the hair from the floor
That was Jason Isbell with a live version of Elephant on a Sonic Youth. Next we have a new release from Kurt Vile. It's the first track from an upcoming EP named Back to Moon Beach. Although it seems like more of a full album, it's perhaps been dubbed an EP as it's a collection of some odds and ends, including collaborations with the likes of Stella Mozgawa and Courtney Barnett. The first single from the record is called Another Good Year for the Roses. It's making heavy reference to the Jerry Chesnut song, A Good Year for the Roses, most famously covered by George Jones and then Elvis Costello. And it's more of the dreamy, sleepy indie pop we've heard from Kurt's last few releases. And that's great.
That was Kurt Weil with another good year for The Roses. Our final track this week is another new release from one of my favourite indie acts, Granddaddy. Granddaddy have confirmed their first new record for seven years named Blue Wave. Named so, according to frontman Jason Lytle, because of a mashup of bluegrass and new wave, with an apparent inordinate amount of pedal steel on the record. The single release along with the album announcement is named Watercooler. Lytle describes how most of his romantic relationships have emerged from office settings, the song being about the ending of one or a few of those relationships. Next week on A Sonic Youth, we're looking at some newly released music from the likes of Jay Mascus, R.E.M. and Ty Segal. To see us off, here's Granddaddy with Watercooler.
Thanks for listening to A Sonic Youth. For more episodes, visit freefm.org.nz or search A Sonic Youth on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio and on the accessmedia.nz app. Also follow me on Instagram and Facebook at A Sonic Youth Podcast. This Free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.